Hey folks, I just wanted to say thanks to everyone who participated in our inaugural Manitoba Podcast Festival, which happened September 30th at the Park Theatre. Uh, it was a really, really fun time. Uh, learned a lot, met a lot of new podcasters in the city that I didn't know about before, and uh, it's definitely something we're going to keep doing. So you'll be hearing audio from those sessions, including a panel that I hosted and a panel that I was part of, in podcast form very soon. For now, I want to thank again uh, all of the panelists, everyone in the audience, and especially the Park Theatre. Park Theatre has been a really good supporter of the show uh, for a number of years now, and we're so happy that we could use their venue, put on such a cool event. They have so many great shows and uh, so much going on that, as always, please check out the Park Theatre's website and look up what's happening. There's probably a show for you. It's uh, hands down Winnipeg's best venue. Can't say enough, enough good things about them. This episode of the podcast is my conversation with Soul Folk Collective House Handshake. And this is a band that I'd heard a lot about over the past year and a bit, actually, but had never actually had a chance to sit down and talk to uh, until now. It's a really fun conversation. Great band. They're working on new stuff. They're working on some recordings. And it'll be very exciting to see where they go in the future. Thank you to everyone who supports my dad's show. If you'd like to support Witch Police Radio, go to patreon.com slash witchpolice today. You're listening to Garbage Hill, one of its first podcast network. Welcome to Witch Police Radio. I am your regular host, Sam, and uh, I am here in a house. Uh, it's not always a given that I'm in a house, because often I end up doing these like in the mall, or in the back of a van, or, or wherever. It's kind of the, the convenience and the inconvenience of having this little portable thing, mm-hmm. is that you know I'm basically at the whim of whoever I'm interviewing. But this is a house, so this is nice. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I'm here with, um, what is it, is this three quarters or three fifths, or... What are we? Uh, one half at this point. Yeah. One, one full half, okay. Yeah. Okay, of a band whose name I have not really been sure where to put the emphasis on the two words. So, uh, <laughs> because, like, how do, you, how, do you, how do you pronounce the name of the band? It sounds ridiculous because it's an house English name. House Handshake. Because I wasn't sure if it was House Handshake or House Handshake. That was my first thought, it was yeah. House Handshake. But then I kept seeing it written as separate words and it was yeah, just, we, yeah. I like House Handshake. I don't know. Uh, house hand. House hand well, shake. Okay. It's got like pauses in between each. And there's kind of like in the logo, there's a little bit of a cap. It looks like the S is capitalized. Yeah. So it looks right. like it's being emphasized. I know this is a ridiculous thing to talk about, but house hand shake. <laughs> you know, I'm actually like contemplating it myself, so that's yeah. funny that you. Yeah, that's, that was something in the early stage. It used to be house hand, space shake. Yeah, right, right. So that was like house hand yeah. shake. And I was just or, confusing because like here we are talking about that. Right, 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 right. Okay, so house hand shake is. is Howard, Howard. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> say it off quick right 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 <laughs> uh, it's, it was just funny because I, I kept hearing about you guys and had never actually I mean I'd heard other people say the name but then I was always second guessing whether I was they were pronouncing it right or I was pronouncing it right or, <laughs> what were you hearing uh, actually, actually a lot of really good things um, but before we even get into that I, I will get into that in a second but let's just go around the table everyone can introduce themselves and what they do in the band and then we, people can put names to voices so we'll just start right. here um, I'm Sarah, I'm the vocalist, and I play a little bit of ukulele as well. I'm Quentin, I'm another vocalist, and I play guitar. I'm Daryl, we didn't say last names, so I'm going to say Daryl. You Anderson. can if you want to. <laughs> it's not, it's not um, I usually play bass, sometimes I pick up the ukulele. Uh, we're all songwriters, so like we kind of 
we kind of switch off right. the yeah. positions sometimes. Right. So we all do a little singing, a little jump arounds. And who are we missing? Uh, Tanner, who plays keys. Brennan Saul, who plays um, uh, drums. And then Tate uh, Hebert, who's been playing with uh, with us and starting to play some guitar and sing as well. From cool. Oz Conscious. Okay, okay. Yes. I remember that. Is that band still around? More of a solo project. Thing okay, okay. At the moment, I think. Okay. Yeah. Um, to go back to what you were just asking, what have I heard? Um, I don't know where you guys came from, but it seemed like all of a sudden, I don't know if it was maybe a year ago or half a year ago or something, you just started appearing everywhere. And like I started... Yeah. People were like, oh, you kept telling me about you guys in all very positive terms. And then I kept seeing, you know, stuff online. You're playing every second show. And so where where did this come from? Because all of a sudden it was just... Not that I'm an expert on every band that comes out of the local music scene, but I like to think just over the course of doing this, I try to stay kind of informed about what's going on and who's out there. And all of a sudden you just appeared. <laughs> so <laughs> I like that question. I don't know if it's a question so much as just our ramble, but yeah. yeah. Statement. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Um, like where where like, do you come from? Uh, we're, we're all from Manitoba, around Winnipeg, but we left Vancouver, the three of us. Okay. We're in Vancouver. That's kind of like where we started House Handshake, the three yeah, of us. Yeah, we, we all trickled out there one by one with mm-hmm. like through a mutual friend. Okay. Like they, they had already been living there for a year before about that? I, like, I came into the house, so... And yeah, they were like, there was like the idea of a band starting in that house. Right. Like the name was already there and everything. And then like, uh, like came in and I don't know. We came to Winnipeg and then once, like we came back to Winnipeg because we knew Winnipeg was awesome. Yeah. um, Especially for its music scene. So when we got to the city finally, like when we got this house was like, okay, we're all doing this for this this is house handshake is this house is all about the music so you know daryl does a lot of the work and i do a lot of booking gigs and so does sarah and so that's where it all came from just this immense amount of focus coming from one well yeah also in the beginning when we moved from bc to ladywood manitoba we stayed there like pretty much during the solid winter time and just okay. like practice and learned each other's songs as best as we possibly mm-hmm. could so we could start putting material out there. So we started like making recordings right. in Ladywood and like putting videos up so people could kind of get the idea of who we were and what we were. I think that might be the difference actually is because a lot of bands when they start up, they don't really have anything, right? And I think you sort of appeared fully formed. All of a sudden yeah. it was like, here's this band that has, has videos and has obviously been working on something kind of under the radar and then all of a sudden you sort of emerged right when we first came back from vancouver like we kind of made it like our purpose against a lot of parents will (laughs) to like just be in a cocoon stage like don't don't like do a job or anything just like focus on making this music thing happen and like as a result we were yeah we were able to like just kind of like dive into the scene here and get noticed Mm -hmm. that the decent like yeah right speed yeah we came in with like 40, 45 songs or so. And which is, which is quite a lot. 50, I mean, that's yeah. a couple albums worth, depending on yeah. the yeah. Yeah. It's gonna be, it's, it's hard to make a set because we have so many. Yeah. You know? I guess that's a good problem to have, though, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah sure. Because, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah that, that's got to be what it is then. Because, yeah, it seemed like all of a sudden, because new bands, new bands start all the time, right? And you hear, keep hearing about new projects people do. But it seemed like you had already, yeah, there, there's something had already been formed. And that, that's mm-hmm. kind of a. Because you kind of jumped right into playing shows, right? I mean, it seemed... Yeah, getting out there with the open mic with the 
at Jekyll and Hyde's there. Okay. Uh, yeah. We were kind of meeting the people in the community a little bit more, and some of us kind of knew people, and we just started talking with everybody and getting involved in what was going on, and then started doing shows mm. as, as many as we possibly could. Yeah. I used to think it was so hard, because I've played in a band before, and I didn't know how to get gigs, and then this time I was like, yeah, fuck it, like, I'm just gonna go and get what I want. So yeah. I just, like emailed them relentlessly until they they handsome daughter said okay and the goodwill said okay etc cetera, etc cetera. and then after that and then we started getting gigs so it just became a lot easier mm-hmm. once people had heard you and they, mm-hmm. they knew what you were about mm-hmm. yeah so all you got to do is break into that first little bit it can be intimidating at first because of the like they're just they don't seem very nice when you want to book <laughs> and nobody knows who you are well because they probably get a lot of those emails right i mean i'm sure yeah. they get yeah, thousands probably. of those yeah that's true that's yeah. true and it was really exciting because at the same time we were kind of coming up with um, Otter than the Otters, yeah. and we're just doing shows with each other and stuff like that, and it was re- it still is, but it was really working, especially at that time, to okay. just kind of move us a little bit more in the, the light and the notice. Yeah, like I had been connected with the boys from that band for like eight years or something. Okay, okay. I've mm-hmm. known them for that long, and so like, I came back, and like, I asked them if we could do a show together, and we got a couple other bands on the bill, and it was like this really good turnout for a Thursday night, it was like the first yeah. show we ever played. Yeah. <laughs> nice. It was like, yeah, at the Handsome Daughter. And like everyone was like, how did you guys feel this place? And we're like, we don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's probably good timing on your part too, because they, they were kind of just. I mean, I guess when you started playing shows, the Otter and the Otters were kind of on their way up, right? I mean, yeah. they, were, they started. They were playing a ton of shows around then too, and like yeah. getting a lot of attention. So it's, it worked out. <laughs> yeah. yeah, worked out well. Um, had you when you were saying you'd been in bands before and had never really figured out the booking thing? Was that here in Winnipeg, or was yeah. that yeah? Yeah, I mean. I played in a band called Zaracha. Okay. And that was just, that was the first, uh, that was where I got my chops and I figured out how to be on a stage kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. How long ago was that? Uh, three years ago. Okay, so it's still fairly recent, I guess, like that, yeah. Maybe, maybe longer, maybe four. Before I went to Vancouver. A okay. good time before I went to Vancouver, so. Yeah, I'm not too proud of it. <laughs> We've got it on the wall. It's impressive. I'm impressive. super proud of it. All super talented yeah, musicians yeah. in one band just ripping it. When I went and saw them anyways, I was just like, whoa, these are all very talented people. I never got a chance to catch them. I was like always working. The joy of working nights. Yeah. But um, I hung out, I'd hung out with them all separately on different occasions, and like they just all blew my mind, each and every one of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whoops. <laughs> yeah, it was, there, there was, I guess I say I'm not proud of it because of just so, uh, the, the media aspect of it was just so difficult and I didn't understand it before. Like, I didn't understand how to be a, a band. Yeah. So, like, we had this band name called Zaraicha. It's the worst name ever. Very marketable, yeah. <laughs> well, that's, yeah, it's one of the struggles now, too. I mean, like, the fact that uh, the internet has made it so easy for people to do what you were doing where you can just constantly email people until they give you a show basically right or find venues that you might not know of and and contact them immediately but it also means that like you have to do a bunch of elements of it that you wouldn't have done in the past you have to you have to to do marketing you have to do your own uh, promotions all that stuff Mm -hmm. is totally you can't just be creative right you have to actually do the extra shit on top of it
like that's kind of what we're learning to do a little bit more now. Yeah, we've, ha- so. we've been having our creative fun for a while now. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. now it's like, all right, now you got to learn how to network and market business. even even better. Yeah. yeah. Business aspect. Yeah. Which business. no one signed up for when they started a band, right? The business part. <laughs> it's not. No. Yeah. Were the were the two of you in uh, any other projects before this? No, just. I just jammed with my friends a lot on the beach and stuff. <laughs> I never really picked up instruments when I was younger, but I was in bands with like my brother and okay, you know we did a lot of singing and music together. Mm-hmm. Cool, cool. Tanner and I, like the keyboard player in our band, we've known each other for I don't know seven years or something, maybe maybe longer. But we used to like jam every summer together. We lived out of Grand Beach, and yeah, that's. I always like wanted to be in a band, and at one point, I, like I picked up a bass guitar at a jam session. And I was like, "Ooh, wow! I'm really like, doing this thing." And I was like, "I hope I get to play bass in a band someday." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, here I am. <laughs> and then you uh, you you crashed your car. Oh yeah, and, well, you, and you got a bass. Oh you wanna, yeah, you wanna <laughs> bring up sounds like there's crash. probably a story there. Yeah. yeah. Well, it was like I had asked been asked to go to Vancouver to actually join these guys, and um, I was a uh, uh, <laughs> I was at a car at the time. I had uh, gotten a fight with my ex-girlfriend or something along those lines. I'm paraphrasing a little bit the incident. Uh, there was alcohol involved, and I uh, hit a snowbank. And then I was like, "How am I going to get out to Vancouver?" Like, I didn't have a like a good base at the time, so like I was like, "Maybe I can use this insurance money to get a base." Uh, yeah. I hope they don't take your insurance money away because you just said that. <laughs> I don't think that counts as insurance fraud. They don't know who I am. Yeah, you can use the money for whatever you want, yeah. right? If you get, yeah. I mean, I guess. I, well, I paid the deductible, so like, I was at fault. You know? Well, the snowbank probably wouldn't be considered at fault, right? Um, one thing, I, having not met any of you before, and and just kind of seeing what you have online, photos, videos, things like that, the impression I have, and correct me if I'm wrong about that, might be, is that you kind of have a loose sort of collectively collective kind of vibe to it. It seems like there's a lot of people. And I get the impression that people maybe come in and out. Is that accurate or is it just how it seems? Um, it seems very kind of like loose and jammy, but yeah. with structure, if that makes we, sense. We like, like that. We like to have this space here in our house. People come and jam all the time. Okay. But uh, as a band, we are just, uh, there's just the six of us. Like Tate had joined us because I broke my wrist and then he started playing all my parts. And then I got my... I got my cast off, and right. now we're playing together. Now oh, cool. just, we just couldn't let go of them, so... Yeah. And yeah. then uh, our drummer's kind of been in and out late, he's, lately. Yeah, he's in a lot of projects. He's in a lot of projects, so, like, we've had to pull in, like, other drummers to to mm. do the thing, <laughs> to hit the drums. Yeah, I, think, I think he said it right, though, but it is, like, a collective ego, like, of, mm-hmm. of loose, structured things that right. are... We, we want... The more the merrier, but also, you know, the solid four egos that make one kind of thing. Yeah, is, the, four, is... the four of us really, I would say we're the foundation, like, okay. Tanner yeah. included. We all live in the same this house together. That so. helps, right? Yeah, yeah. so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, we always talk about playing with other people. Like, we want to just do something, like, maybe, like, something on the on the internet or something. Play with other bands. Yeah. Just do some collaborative stuff. Mm-hmm. Do some live sure, yeah. shows or something. Maybe not on stage. Maybe. I don't know. We, we love the thought of it. but See what the future holds. Every, yeah, everyone's so busy all the time. It's so hard to get set all that stuff up. But, like, I don't know. It's just, like, 
just doing it, organizing it. <laughs> I think, like, maybe the reason you might get that vibe is because of, like, how much we hug. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> I actually did see a picture of you guys hugging today on, mm-hmm. I don't know, Instagram or something. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. We're always, we always, like, want to call everybody family. Okay. Even though we've met them five times or something. So, yeah. That's good. Yeah, it's, a, it's a good attitude to have. Yeah. Cuddles. Yeah. I don't like it. Yeah, I mean, I definitely didn't mean the uh, collective thing in any kind of negative way. It just seems mm-hmm. very kind of... Oh, of course not. Uh, almost like folk festy kind of vibe, you know? And I don't oh. know if that's... What you're going for? Well, but yeah, communists. we're like trying to make it like a, like a community aspect. Yeah, we're, we're a bunch of like... communists. You know? <laughs> <laughs> sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, like we'd, we'd like to make everyone feel welcomed. You know, like sure. that's, that's like you know, focus on love. So yeah, mm-hmm. makes sense that you get that vibe. Cool. Well, I'm glad I wasn't completely off base. <laughs> yeah. um, so this is like the worst question. I hate asking people because it's hard for anyone to answer. But if someone you run into someone you haven't seen in a long time, they hear you're in a band, how do you define what kind of music it is? And it's so hard now in the era of everything having subgenres or subgenres of oh. subgenres. And, like, what what do you call the type of music well, you play? Actually, a friend of ours who we've come to to know pretty well now, her name is Natalie uh, from Prairie Mix, she said that we're sensual folk, or sensual soulful folk okay. music. Um, yeah. It's kind of how she describes it, right. and I, I, I kind of like that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I, I, I stick with that too. It's yeah. on her website, and I just I repeat it to everybody. <laughs> well, the soul folk thing I can see because I mean, just like from hearing what I've heard of you, there's, there's obvious folk elements, obvious soul elements. There's other things going on too, but those are very strong, right? Like, yeah, yeah, for sure. Very strong elements for sure. Is there anything that collectively, you know, whether it's the the full band or just just the smaller group of you, that you all sort of point to as an influence that that. Whether it's like a particular artist or Shaky Graves, Alabama yeah. Shakes. Yeah, okay. we, like, we all love Shaky Graves and Alabama Shakes. It's funny because um, they both have Shakes. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. Sort of unusual. Yeah. Sort of a little bit, but yeah, like I think yeah. growing up, we all listened to a lot of classic rock and a lot of punk and a lot okay. of other things. Yeah, we were like, all over the place. Like, like all of us have a wide variety of music taste. Yeah, yeah. yeah. a lot of older soul for me. And, okay. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I mean, it's it's a hard question to answer the genre thing too. Because unless I feel like unless you're a very very specific thing, everyone has kind of like, well, we're not just this, we're this and yeah. this. And like, yeah. is there anything else? I mean, if you you take folk and soul as kind of the two overarching genres, is there other stuff floating around there oh, that you kind of hear? Rock, funk. Yeah. I, 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 like, I would even dare well, say like heavier. Just like at let's, points. Let's go down the list here. So oh, you've got something on the wall here. Yeah, those are all the songs on the whiteboard. Okay, okay. Rock, and then there's uh, that one's. That one's got a Ukrainian beat. That's kind of cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That kind of sounds like Polish. Okay. Um, okay. Or like what's no like a polka. Like a polka thing, yeah. Sort yeah. of. There's yeah. an R and B one. That one's really folky. Lots of folk. There's I guess. some pop yeah. in there. There's some. Yeah, there's some pop. pop. Got some satanic shit later on. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> so that's that, a big word. Yeah. <laughs> Use that very loosely. So I mean, no, it's not satanic. With all that in there, though, with the soul of the folk and the satanic shit and the polka, <laughs> like, where do you think you fit in within the local music scene? Is there kind of uh, a scene within the scene that you feel part of? I know the Otter and the Otters is, is a band you mentioned earlier. Yeah. And I'm pointing at you because of a T-shirt. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I mean, they they have like some of those elements as well. I mean, I don't know about yeah. the satanic shit, but they they have the folk thing and they have kind of uh, you know they got funk in there as well for sure. And yeah. Like, are there other bands that you sort of feel a kinship with that you think that you kind of fit well with locally? Um, 
Uh, everybody we've played with has been, it has been really good. Um, the Deeds. Okay. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're great. They're great. Yeah. Um, I've seen Northern Royals. I really like them. Like, I thought we fit with them really well. Um, yeah. Two, two Crows for Comfort. Yeah. Okay. I played with their full band. That was really Yeah, fun. that was really fun. Well, that's kind of a weird, I mean, just those two last two you mentioned there, because Two Crows for Comfort is very folk, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and Northern Royals is very hard rock. Yeah, and mm-hmm. so it's like completely. But you, I guess you're in the middle, right? With yeah, the, we can yeah. fit. We can fit a lot of things. Yeah, we can do a really also very set. lyrically boisterous with a, a, a lot of our songs and kind of things that we sing about. So okay. that I just I really like music that um, is conversational, that's speaking, that's mentoring, that's understanding, that's conversing. So okay. that kind of genre. I don't know what you would label that as. But. I like the lyrically boisterous. Yeah. <laughs> Can you give me an example of what, what you mean by boisterous as far as lyrics, though? Like, I'm um, kind of curious. It sounds good. <laughs> um, in in mm-hmm, I, I sing lines, uh, don't start acting wise, I won't bank on your lies. Um, you just run, you just run and hide, and I won't compromise. So it's it's I think it's a powerful statement. Okay. Tell somebody that you're not gonna It's definitely a lot more hard hitting with the, the music too. Yeah. Right. It's right. funny how that is. Yeah.
think we're all kind of like really good at. Um, uh, I don't want to like, pump our own tires up, but uh, let's do it. Making like the making the music <laughs> match the lyrics really sure, well. Sure. Like, yeah. Like, and put like putting emphasis emphasis in the like right places and like the swells with like what we're saying and stuff. So, right. Like, I feel like they're singing when they play their instruments. Okay. It's a really yeah. Cool okay. Thing. One, I guess that's something that, that maybe folk, just straight up folk, doesn't always do as well in other genres because it's so subdued, right? Right. I mean, I guess the boisterous part of it is just kind of yeah, having a powerful message coming out rather than mm-hmm. something yeah, kind of more reserved. Mm-hmm. They, these two in particular just have like really, really powerful, strong vocals. Like, yeah. Uh, it's, it's like, it can be like deafening if we're in a quiet room and they just like let loose. It's, it's, yeah. it's really impressive. <laughs> so I think that also plays a part, probably. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What are we? What, we're talking about what genre we are. Well, we're, yeah, kind yeah. of. Yeah, we sort of we kind of, we kind of moved of off that path a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A little bit. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's just pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard. It's yeah, it is. Hard it's hard to, question. To, yeah. To distinguish what's what. It is. Yeah. I think it feels good, and it's and it and it's and it's people like it, and we love it, obviously. Yeah. Well, you should. I would hope so. Yeah. <laughs> Feel yeah. great every time we play the songs on stage. They're my favorite. <laughs> That's what you want, yeah. I, I guess like it's more. It's almost more something for other people to decide, right? Like right. what, what genre you're. Once it's out there, people can call it post whatever. Or, you know, mm-hmm. this hyphen, this hyphen. That. Comes up I feel like a lot, a lot of people say that it's very nostalgic as well. Yeah. Like they yeah. reminisce right hard back into the '90s, and they're just okay. like feeling this like nostalgic thing where it's very close to home. So. Okay. And I guess like just to kind of place you guys on the timeline of things in Winnipeg like did did you did you you guys are free from here right all of you or you yeah. yeah so the Vancouver thing was just like a stop along the way right right yeah so did you did any of you kind of grow up going to local local shows here like are there bands yes. that kind of got you interested in the idea of starting a band when you were teenagers or whatever age um not specifically locally I mean when I when I turned 18 I go to the bands it was Ronnie Lauterbrook okay was always at the merch cause yeah I was always there and he's He's insane. Yeah, he's awesome. You know, I had him on the show last year. He's a great guy. Nice. Yeah, he's yeah, he's incredible. Um, so that was a big inspiration. Maybe um, I love Weaker Thins. Yep. Yeah, locally, I didn't really go to a lot of shows growing up. Um, yeah. I saw a few as I hit my my teens, but yeah. like mostly immersed in the music through like family and friends outside, just like playing music together, so okay. and singing and writing and stuff. Yeah, like, at this point, like, I'm kicking myself for how not involved in the music scene I was, like, seven years ago. Right. I, like, I met, like, a lot of individuals who, like, had, like, projects they were working on, and, like, I would see them play live just, like, in their space or whatever. Right. And, like, I went to a few of their shows and stuff, and, like, I was like, wow, I really want to do that, but, like, yeah, I didn't, I didn't, I wasn't really involved in the music scene before. I went and saw now. lots of local shows, but I I couldn't tell you who was playing. Right, you just went because it was oh. a show kind of thing, or yeah, mm-hmm. like I used to live just off of uh, off of Broadway, so yeah, well, just like here, it's just it's it was just a walk away. So. Yeah, and I often got into the bar without paying anything because I was a little shit. So. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I guess the reason that I, that I asked that question is is because uh, like I grew up going to shows all the time, and and mm-hmm. a lot of people I know. W- still are people who are in bands like in the late 90s and stuff right and uh, when I was playing bands too and it's kind of uh, I can kind of track if anyone's if someone says like oh yeah in whatever year I was at this venue seeing this band I can kind of 
compartmentalize it in my own head. Mm -hmm. It's like, oh yeah, for sure, that's the route you took. That's because there's people in you know, whether it's a hip hop group or a country singer or whatever. A lot of people came through the local punk scene, regardless of genre. And there's kind of like a it's kind of a standard path, and that's why they're all in each other's bands now, <laughs> regardless of what kind of music they're playing. Yeah. So I'm always curious how people got into the thing, the whole local music thing, because mm -hmm. there seems like there's way more roots getting into this than I originally had thought because yeah. I just assumed everyone did the same way I did. Ours, ours was just really weird because we're all from Winnipeg. Yeah. But we all met in Vancouver. Yeah, that is weird, like, yeah. It, yeah, it was, it was really strange. We're, there was six of us in the house at the time and five of us were from Winnipeg. Okay. Yeah. Did like coincidentally it just happened like that or pretty much. Pretty much, I mean, yeah. Well, just all kind of rolled into each other that summer, friends. like, okay, let's yeah, all just... live together in a house. Huh. And it was a beautiful house. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it just became the thing like band house. Right. What do we call it? Let's get the hell out of Vancouver. <laughs> <laughs> did you all slowly move back to this to Winnipeg or was it all kind of as a group you decided to the three of us? I was living out in Crown Beach at the time. Okay. Like I like when we were in Vancouver, we were like discussing the idea of more members and stuff and I was like well, my friend Tanner has the right mindset, but we might need to, like, make sure he plays or something. Like, like, like the first night we met him, we fell in love with him. Yeah, he's, he's, cool. like, he's a wonderful really person. Connection. Cool. Well, that's the this we want, too, right? To have that kind of connection. Yeah. 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 That, was, that, was, like, that was, a bit, that was like, the big, one of the biggest defining factors, I think, was, like, if we're going to do this with people, we really want to feel like, like we love the person, you know? Like, right. Connection, a, yeah. a deep connection, like, mm -hmm. as unconditional as, like, humans can do, you know? Yeah. So. That's cool. That's cool. Um, what are you? I guess since you kind of came onto the scene sort of unexpectedly and already ready, <laughs> like pre-made. What is I guess the next the next step for you? Because a lot of bands will spend that time kind of working on just getting a set together, right? And then like, just playing their first couple of shows and everything. But you've sort of already gone yeah. past that point. So what's what's the next? So um, we're going for our EP right now. We're going to be recording in October. Cool. Uh, Lloyd Peterson is going to be producing it at uh, Paintbox Studios. Oh, right on. And uh, we're having our EP fundraiser show. That's why I initially contacted yep, yep. you. October 12th, friends. You, you are our next step. <laughs> <laughs> this is the next step right here, yeah. Yes. Yeah. The EP is the next step. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 We're also getting um, merchandise through a friend of mine. Cool. Um, she's an awesome graphic designer, so we're going to have lots of merch for sale as well to go towards the fundraising. And cool. Yeah, now it's just getting out the music. So we have two EPs and then an album, and the album will have the two EPs in it. Okay. So four songs in EP, and then another four on the album. Mm -hmm. And uh, this will be released, well, November will be the first one, and then hopefully spring for the second, and then summer for the cool. full album. And this is already all written and everything? You've already yeah. figured out what's yeah. going to be on? Yeah, yeah we already it's pretty much know it's, what's it's, on there. It's we, all there. We have, we have a good idea of the... <laughs> The twelve songs. Cool. Yeah. yeah. It's all written though. Stone. Yeah. I mean, sometimes we like we're adding another guitarist and we're like reworking some things, but yeah, everything's always growing. Yeah. It is ever changing. It's kind of scary to be like, okay, are we ready now? Like, no, <laughs> because it's going to be better in three months. Right. You know? Right. I'm 
pieces to get me out of this no more dream. songs ever get do you ever feel kind of tired of them do you think that by the no. time by the time they come out it'll be no. sort of will you have passed that or no i don't think so i'm not tired of them I'm sure it's good it i love singing yeah, them yeah. i love performing I them anytime soon. and i right but i definitely think that because of that growing and changing process and developing a different take or a sound or even a harmony to the song mm-hmm. it's they're always going to be fun to play yeah we can always do it differently right yeah, yeah. like yeah like i think I, as we all grow as individuals and musicians that like the songs that maybe we have on this album now will be completely well like the same but different on a live show in like right. 10 years you know well that's kind of a, well, a thing that a lot of bands I think encounter is especially if they've written these songs you know months or years earlier by the time they, the album actually comes out they're kind of they feel like they've moved past it, or, or the, this is the old stuff. I want to show, them. but you yeah. can't play the new stuff because people are expecting to hear what's on the right. record. So I mean, I guess it sounds like you don't have a problem with that because no. you're constantly kind of evolving the sound. And yeah, I'm sure we'll get uh, sick of like the the EP version, like the album version. Right, right. We'll be like, no, I don't want to play that. Yeah, and that's the, like the thing the is, I get now. I get excited to to do to do it differently. Right, and right. That's fun. Mm-hmm. Cool. Why why EPs instead of just starting off with a full length? That's I want a good teasers. Question. Teasers, my friend. 
Yeah, I, want, well, I guess that's part of the marketing I, thing too. I want, right? people, I want people to want to hear more. Okay. And and if you give it all away at first, and I'm not saying that it is like giving it away because it's not, but like I mean, if you put out, if you if you're gonna put out all of that right away, it could be. Um, I don't know what the word is. I think um, I think there's like a huge number of reasons. Like one of it's like funding. Yeah. Okay. Can, that makes sense. Yeah. We can start grabbing uh, some fundraisers with the first EP, like. And with merchandise and whatnot, so we've we've kind of built up our fan base. So now's the time to put out some songs for for people, right? And then get them kind of like prime for the next release, okay? And then just keep doing that. Is it to use the first EP as kind of a calling card too, like in the sense that you can get oh, get more shows sure. and sort of sure. look? Here we are. Here's here's something yeah. to yeah. The festival bookings are happening right yeah, now. Yeah, I bet, like, yeah, yeah. Oh my god, and we need it done now. Yeah. Well, you seem like a perfect band to play festivals. I mean, just because oh, yes. all, all of the genres we were talking about and trying mm-hmm. to define it, right? I mean, they're all big festival yeah. genres, right. yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. people tell us that quite a bit. Like, to see you guys playing folk festival or something, just like... I and even, even like when we played uh, at Hudal this year, it was just... It was like overwhelming how well-received we were almost. Cool. It was like, mm-hmm. yeah. It's like people were like approaching us after like... Who are you? Where'd you come from? Yeah. Yeah, like, you guys are so good. Well, I need a minute. <laughs> <laughs> well, and there's so many festivals in Manitoba, too. Every weekend, there seems like there's a new thing starting up in some town yeah. that no one's ever heard of before, so... Yeah, it's yeah. cool. You definitely kind of have... If you, people who want to do the festival circuit, they can, they have their summer basically planned out, right? Like it's, yeah, it's, next it's, summer's going to be really busy. Yeah, yeah. It's going to yeah. be awesome. Cool. Um, so the, the, you're thinking the first EP's going to come out in November? Mid November. Yes. Mid November. Yes. And what's the what's the fund the details of the fundraising show? Uh, October twelfth at the Pyramid, playing with Northern Royals and Otter Than the Otters, okay. of course. And uh, ten dollars to get in. Music Shrekking Doctor free samples will be there as well. Cool. Shrekking yeah. Doctor. Cool. Yeah. And what, how much are you hoping to raise? Like, do you have a kind of a target, or um, is that like? Well, I'm just starting a Patreon, and our okay. our target on there is three thousand. So. Okay. So that's that's what you're going for, yeah. Yeah. Is this one of those things where you're doing it anyway, regardless of whether you make money or not, or is that? Oh, of course. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah I mean, we didn't yes. make any money this year. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. 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 We'll we'll, well we'll we'll figure out we'll figure out a way to get the EP done no matter what. But we yeah. we, we yeah. could really use some help. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> it's just you know like we might be really really like skinny and poor when we get <laughs> for the for the release. Just be really sickly. <laughs> kind of goes with the territory of being a local band. Unless right? you come to our show. Right. October 12th. We want to get music out there for people to listen. Like, yeah, sure. We, 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 we want to hear it. We want to hear it on, on record, too. It. Like, mm-hmm. It'd be cool to sit back and listen to it like a nice, produced version of what we're doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if people are hearing you for the first time on this show and they want to kind of hear what you have out now... What, what's the best thing for them to do to find, uh, whether it's videos or, or recordings? SoundCloud and YouTube. Yeah. YouTube, uh-huh. yeah. You check out the videos that Joey Semp shots. Yeah, I saw those, yeah. Um, I did some editing on them. They're really silly. And Those uh, are the backyard ones? Yeah. yeah those yeah. are cool, yeah. And I'm sure by the time this is up, our website will be up. So just househandshake.com. Cool. Mm-hmm. And then you're all over social media as well? Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course. Instagram, Facebook, yeah. Awesome. Okay. Do and, and do you have any, uh, after the fundraiser, do you have any uh, shows planned or is that sort of up in the air at this point? Um, actually, I got to I gotta book the place for the for the release party. Okay. Yeah, that's I important. <laughs> I don't know where. I don't know where. Oh, God. Um, but there will be a release party once there the, will be yeah. a release yes. party okay. mid-November 
cool. Just keep your eye out. And then uh, we might have another really cool show at the Pyramid. I don't know if I'm allowed to announce yet. Yeah, we yeah, might. We might that, that'll soon, soon, soon to be announced. Yeah. Right, so people should yeah. should check out the social media and everything. And yeah. yeah, keep an eye out. Keep your ears peeled. Facebook. Sign up for our newsletter. Do you actually have a newsletter? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Is that uh, how do people sign up for that? Um, well, I usually bring a book um, to each. Oh, show. you just physically? Yeah. Yeah. So write down your email when you sh- when you show up, and and we'll we'll get the newsletter yeah, out to yeah. you. But it's gonna be on our website. It'll yeah. be on our website. Right, okay, yeah, yeah, people can but just for right yeah. now, physically, yeah. Cool, cool. <laughs> okay, awesome. Yeah, well, people should definitely check that out and go to the release—not the release show, the uh, fundraising show—because mm-hmm. it'd be nice to see you guys achieve your goal and get the, you know, mm-hmm. not be sickly, skinny, whatever you're. <laughs> I'm tired of ramen, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I guess so again, that's October 12th at the Pyramid, and uh, with two bands who have also been on the show in the past and they're really good guys, so that's mm-hmm. that's cool. That's nice awesome. to see. Yeah. Uh, one of the best things about kind of doing this show over the past almost six years now is just finding out just how uh, I like to always describe the local music scene as being incestuous because everyone's in each other's bands, but everyone's friends with each other too. Like it's crazy how much people are just like they, they know each other or they have yeah. played in bands together or whatever. Yeah, it's yeah. it's, it's, it's cool. really cool. It's, mm-hmm. I think it's like a factor of being a small town, even though it's a big city, like just right. that small town mentality. Biggest small town. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But yeah, no, so people check that out. Go to the SoundCloud, YouTube, all that stuff. Um, and if you want to hear more episodes of this show, you can go to witchpolice.com. All 300 and whatever episodes are there for free download streaming. Uh, you can go back into the archives if you want. And this show also airs on uh, Sunday nights at midnight on UMFM. And those are older episodes that kind of get a second win. So it nice. might be like five months after we record this that all of a sudden you're driving at midnight on a Sunday and this will pop up on the radio. So, uh, I mean, by then, you know, the, the, the EP will already be out. Maybe one of the other ones, too. So Go listen go, to the EP. Go back. If you're listening in the future, go buy it, right? Like, yeah. Hello, future. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, so yeah, and I, I just look up Witch Police on social media. You're going to find mostly this. And uh, yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Thanks for having me. Thanks. Slip through the cracks Yeah, I just need to stand Breaking my neck Oh, just you can stand See through
Thank you.